Hello, and welcome to the Mochi Panda Club podcast, where each week we'll talk about all things related to health, wealth, and well-being in our communities. We'll be breaking generational curses and living the best and truest versions of ourselves. I'm your host, JT, and today we're once again going to explore the lottery, the lottery part two. I felt like while I covered a lot of material in the last episode, there was still a lot more that I feel was left out from both a contextual as well as a performative context. Some of the content will be similar, but I promise the delivery will be totally different. Hopefully you'll like it, and by its end you'll learn something else about the lottery, and possibly even a little more about me and my personality. Okay, so if you're ready, let's begin. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, it's showtime. Please welcome to the stage the comedian that will have you in stitches, Benny Burns. Oh, thank you, thank you, guys. You guys are too kind. You guys are too kind. Thank you. My wife asked me if I'd still love her after I won the lottery. I said, of course I'd still love you, and I'd miss you very much. You know, if I ever won the lottery, I'd probably have to give some to charity. And if she's not working that night, I'd have to split it between Lexus, Porsche, and Mercedes. <laughs> Meeting my wife was like winning the lottery. Because after three short years, I went completely broke. I asked the tour guide, what's the biggest lottery in Africa? He said, uh, usually uh, it's whenever Madonna and Charlize Theron come to visit. <laughs> whenever I think about buying a lottery ticket, I think about my ex. And I remember my luck with picking winners. <laughs> my wife says marrying me was like winning the lottery. I told her most lottery winners like to blow their winnings. <laughs> I asked my wife, what would she do if we ever won the lottery? She told me she'd take half and leave. I said, great, I won $12. Here's six and get the out of here. A friend of mine asked me if I hit that million dollar lottery, what would I do with all that money? I said, probably pay off student loan and credit card debt. He said, well, what would you do with the rest of the money? I said, uh, I, I don't know. I guess it'll get paid off eventually. Uh, that's my time. Thank you guys for coming out. You've been great. All jokes aside, for a lot of us, the lottery represents a chance to break out of poverty and finally achieve the American dream. But as we'll discover, the reality is often much different. Some would argue that the lottery disproportionately targets low-income communities and preys on their financial struggles in hopes of upward mobility. Studies suggest people with lower incomes tend to spend a greater portion of it on things like lottery tickets. This is particularly true for black Americans who have historically been denied equal economic opportunities and access combined with higher rates of poverty compared to other racial groups. On the other hand, some argue that the lottery is just a voluntary form of taxation, providing much needed revenue for struggling public programs and initiatives. Those of you who might say, well, at least the money is going towards schools, social programs, bridges, tunnels, roads, etc., the truth is, most times, those funds are never seen by the struggling communities the lottery markets to, perpetuating the cycle of poverty, economic inequality, and debt for those who can least afford it. 
when lottery revenue goes up, let's say in education, the government allocates less money to education. So the lottery doesn't actually boost the education budget. It simply replaces it. And the government spends those funds elsewhere. So sorry, that means no new MacBooks for little Timmy and Mrs. Anderson will be asking parents for extra cleaning supplies next year. Even though I now have knowledge of all these bad things about the lottery, I admit there's a little love-hate relationship with it all. Growing up, I remember the momentary excitement of the lottery and what it could bring to the community. The dinnertime conversations with relatives about what you would do if you won. What would you buy? Where would you go? We always knew the chances of winning were slim, even impossible. But for the desperate, even an impossible chance is still worth a shot. Like they say, hope springs eternal. And the folks at the lottery neatly packaged and marketed on a $2 sheet of paper. You gotta love capitalism. Believe it or not, I actually credit the lottery with my curiosity about money and economics. I heard the stories about the winners who made terrible decisions with their newfound wealth and lost it all. I came to the conclusion that nothing really separates me from them. Most likely, if I won the big jackpot, I'd lose it all, too, because I just didn't know any better. If I couldn't manage a hundred bucks in my checking account, believe me, I don't stand a chance at managing millions. I wanted to learn all I could about the right way to win the lottery. What did the smart winners have in common? What were their processes? What kind of help did they get? What businesses and investments did they get? How did taxes and fees work out in their strategy? Who helped them with that? You'll learn a lot about good and bad financial literacy by studying past lottery winners. For example, John Whitaker, who won the $315 million lottery in 2002, eventually lost it all due to a combination of bad investments, lawsuits, and personal problems. Billy Bob Harrell Jr. won the $31 million lottery in 1997, but committed suicide two years later after losing most of his money and facing financial and personal problems. Evelyn Adams, who won the New Jersey lottery twice in 1985 and 1986, but eventually lost her fortune due to a gambling addiction and poor investments. William Bud Post III, who won the $16.2 million lottery in 1988, but was sued by family members and faced financial problems, including bankruptcy. Michael Carroll, a British man who won the £9.7 million lottery in, in 2002, but ended up losing his fortune due to a combination of drugs, alcohol, and poor investments. These stories serve as a cautionary tale that winning the lottery does not guarantee a life of happiness and financial security. It's important for anyone who comes into a large sum of money to seek professional financial advice and develop a plan for managing your newfound wealth. Now, I'm not trying to sway anybody one way or the other, but I do want to uh, share a few quotes that I found. Uh, and they seem to all kind of sway in the same direction. I want to see if you can pick up which direction that is. The lottery is a tax on people who are bad at math. Chuck Palahniuk. The lottery is not a tax on the poor. It is a tax on the mathematically challenged. Greg Kaza. The lottery is called a tax on the poor, and it is, because the poor are the only ones who buy the most tickets. Andrew Tobias. The lottery is a tax on hope. Mark Twain. 
The lottery is a game of chance, not a game of skill. It's a tax on stupidity. John D. Rockefeller. The lottery is a way of catching fools and spreading poverty. Voltaire. The lottery is a game of chance, not a game of skill. It's a tax on hope. Robert G. Allen. The lottery is not a game of chance. It's a game of greed. Unknown. The lottery is a game of hope and despair, where the poor gamble with their last dollar in the hopes of striking it rich. Unknown. The lottery is a tax on people who are bad at probability. Nassim Nicholas Taleb. Now, of course, I can go on and on with these quotes, but they're pretty much all saying the same thing. And I think you get the gist of it. Uh, the lottery is a pretty bad idea. And I have to admit, as someone who's identified as poor and mathematically challenged for most of my life, I have to say, reading these out loud hit pretty hard. It is important to note that not everybody views the lottery as a scam. And many people participate in lotteries with the understanding that they are taking a risk in exchange for the possibility of a very large payout. The lottery is also often regulated by government authorities, which can provide a sense of legitimacy and trust for some participants. In conclusion, the appeal of the lottery is rooted in a combination of factors, including the promise of large payouts, the excitement and hope it offers, and the power of marketing and advertising to create a sense of glamour around the game. So exactly what is the lottery? A lottery is a form of gambling where players purchase tickets for a chance to win a prize. Typically determined by a random drawing of numbers or a matching of numbers to pre-printed tickets. The prize money is usually funded by the sales of lottery tickets, and the winners are determined by chance. Lotteries are run by governments, nonprofit organizations, and private companies, and are often used as a source of revenue or as a way to raise funds for special causes. What is the most popular type of lottery? The most popular type of lottery is a jackpot-style lottery where players choose numbers and hope to match them to numbers drawn by chance. What is the largest jackpot in history? Well, the largest jackpot in history was a Mega Millions jackpot of 1.537 billion, won in October 2018. What's the difference between a scratch-off ticket and a draw game ticket? Scratch-off tickets are instant win games, where players scratch off a covering to reveal whether they have won a prize. Draw game tickets require players to choose numbers and wait for the numbers to be drawn to determine the winner. What is the expected value of a lottery ticket? The expected value of a lottery ticket is negative, meaning that on average players will lose money by purchasing tickets. This is because the prize pool is less than the total amount spent on tickets. In what country did the first recorded lottery take place? The first recorded lottery was held in China during the Han Dynasty between 205 and 187 BCE. 
what is a lottery pool and how does it work? A lottery pool is a group of individuals who pool their money together to purchase multiple lottery tickets, increasing their odds of winning a prize. The winnings are then divided amongst the members of the pool. Can non-citizens or non-residents participate in the country's lottery? Well, it depends on the country's laws and regulations. Some countries allow non-citizens and non-residents to participate, while others restrict participation to residents only. Are lottery winnings taxed? Yes, lottery winnings are typically taxed as income by the government. The tax rate can vary depending on the country and the amount won. What is a rollover in the context of the lottery? A rollover in the lottery refers to a situation where the jackpot prize is not won and the prize money rolls over to the next draw. This can result in larger jackpots affecting more players and increasing ticket sales. Whether you love or hate the lottery, I hope that the things that you've heard in this episode will open your eyes a little more into the risks that come with playing it. Can the lottery be a benign form of stress relief? That helps you sit back and dream a little while helping the government pay for things like bridges and tunnels and schools? Sure. Can it also be a predatory and detrimental system that preys on human suffering and dreams of a better future to fuel adherent government spending that should be avoided at all costs? Yes, sure. Of course it can. I believe that the lottery historically and continues to harm black Americans by predatory marketing and its exacerbation of financial hardships of people who lack the financial knowledge to defend the barrage of attacks is important for us to understand the consequences of playing the lottery and to consider alternative ways of generating wealth. We can use our voices and our resources to push for more equity in a system that prioritizes the well-being of its communities. Until then, we will continue to be used as pawns by a system that has never really had our best interests at heart. If you have or know someone who may be struggling with gambling addiction, you can call the National Helpline at 1-800-522-4700. Or you can contact Gamblers Anonymous at their website at gamblersanonymous.org. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Mochi Panda Club podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Mochi Panda Club and Instagram also at Mochi Panda Club. To leave any of your questions or comments or critiques on the show, we take it all there. Uh, If you enjoyed the show and would like to support us, please visit us at rss.com slash podcast slash the Mochi Panda Club and click on the donation tab. Every bit helps us continue bringing you great content. Until next time, take care.